Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. This is Therese with another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, and I am just going to warn you, y'all need to strap on your seatbelts, because today's episode with my friend Corey Michelle is going to rock your world. I have known Corey for years. We, we have this, I think, um, very, very nice collegial love fest going on. We respect each other and appreciate each other's work. And so I was on her podcast and I invited her on my podcast because you are going to freaking love Corey. Corey is one of the women in our industry that I respect, like, like really respect, really respect because she does the work. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right? So my dear Corey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Patrice, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So tell everybody what you do and what you love about it. Oh, so what do I do? I basically help people who are, um, they've done a lot of work, a lot of spiritual work, consciousness seekers. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them unicorns who know magic is possible in the world. I help people go from 4D consciousness to 5D consciousness and embody that space of magic, um, creating, manifesting in their lives. Okay. For those who don't know or don't have clarity, can you explain the difference between 4D consciousness and 5D consciousness? A hundred percent. Yes. Because okay. most, people, most people are talking about 3D to 5D. And right. They're right. It's like, what? Or something else? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so just to say 3D is like before you have your breakthrough, before you're watching anything by Therese, right. Or listening to anything from me, that's 3d when you're just stuck in your patterns, you're sort of in victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And then 40 is when you have that breakthrough and you have some awakening where you're like, Oh, I'm responsible for my life and I'm creating my life. And then 40 is like, you're hustling and you're trying to achieve and you're like doing the breakthrough stuff and you're clearing all the things and you're doing all the work and it's working, mm-hmm. but then there comes a ceiling with that. And then there's 5d is available and that's where the magic is. And that's where the surrender mm-hmm. is. And that's where the flow is. And that's when you used to get to this place where you're like, it's all, everything's all connected and everything's all perfect. But 40 is like, I'm trying and doing everything yeah. and nothing's working. You're still working. Hard. Right, right. And right. And then there's, instead of like trying to achieve to get to the 5d, 5D is like this secret door in the back of the library in the mansion that you never knew about that you're like, oh, I just have an energy shift, not an achieving. I don't have to do more, or clear more, wow. achieve anything. 5D is a, it's a different way to, to embody that level of consciousness. So that's what I help people with. When you said that, my body just lights up. Because, you know, I've been, I've been the three and the four. I've been the striver, struggler, hustler. I've been all that. And I'm assuming you were too. Because, because I know you now, I I see how your life works. I see the choices you make that just lead to really, as you say, magic, but I'm wondering if it wasn't always that way. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was such a nice way to say it, wasn't it? <laughs> Were you ever a hot mess, sister? Let's go. <laughs> That's even even a nice way to put it. Yeah, I was a that was a hot mess, and that I mean truly. That's what leads to any transformation is right. when you when you first have that awakening of things can be different, mm. and then you start trying. And for me, the where the magic started happening, it was like I knew when I started learning about manifestation, right? And I started learning about hey, you can manifest things. And I watched The Secret, and I watched What Are the Bleep Do We Know, and I got into the neuroscience and all of that stuff, right? But it still wasn't working for me. And I was like, what is wrong with me? What am I missing? How, how can I have this, this manifestation thing happen for me? And, but what, what I did have though, Therese, which was really fun, but just not enough, which parking karma. I can have parking car. I still have amazing parking car. Parking spot anywhere. Parking parking spot anywhere. And that was like odd. But I was like, okay, so how come I can have a parking spot, but I can't have, you know, no debt or I can't have more than like $2,000 a month in income or why are my other things not working? So that's what led me (laughs) to really like, ha, ha, the study. Well, we talked earlier that part of what you know to be true, and I, and I, you know, I I bring people like you on that tell the story and it's not like gratuitous, like, oh, let's just dish on the shit girl. Like, it's not like that, but it's like a lot of people have felt different. A lot of people have felt like, what the hell's wrong with me? Like I watched the secret. I did all the things like what is wrong with me? And then shame kicks in and then, you know, the cycle. And so you said earlier that you always felt different. And so I I would love to just kind of unpack that a little bit. Different in what way? Oh, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what do you really want me to talk about here? Um, It's funny because um, I felt different from being a teenager. Um, I don't have a lot of memories from before, like 12 years old, a few, not very many. Um, But I remember being a teenager just going, what am I doing here? What, what, what is this world? Mm-hmm. And just seeing everything very differently than everybody else. I couldn't understand why things were the way they were. I couldn't understand why there was war. I couldn't understand why my parents fought all the time. I couldn't understand why we had to take certain classes in school because things just didn't make sense the way they work here in this reality on earth. And so I I really resisted a lot of that. And I was just like, I don't, I don't understand this. And I got depressed and angry and I come to realize, you know, over the years is that I was different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. I had different values. I had different ways of being. And so even the way that I was creating, like you said, I would try to do things the way everybody said, and Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't work. And it would get me deeper and deeper into a hole of debt or bad relationships or just feeling like I shouldn't be here anymore. So, yeah. So I I just, I just, I'm, my whole thing is around, you know, as a former therapist, I understand shame and what happens. And so when people think they're different, they sometimes translate that into, oh, I'm broken or something's wrong with me or they're right. Why can't I just get it? And so oh. did, you, did you ever have that experience of like trying to either fit into somebody else's design for you or like making yourself really wrong? Because, and the reason I'm talking about this is because we're going to get jump off in a minute, but a lot of people are stuck there. A lot of people are in that experience going, why the fuck is it not working? 
And so let's yeah. talk about the making the, the wrongness of you basically. A hundred percent. I thought, I mean, I, I was convinced I was wrong and I was missing something. Ooh. So then that would lead to little sneaky things like I'm stupid or I, wow. I'm just never going to be a success or yeah. you know, like, why would I even be here? Because the bigger thing for me, which is what had me feel so different is that I had a vision of making a difference in the world. Like I had a vision from a young age of going, I'm here, like a, I'm here to make yeah. a difference. And so when nothing was working, I was like, well, how can I make a difference when right. nothing's working? Right. Wow. So there was a big disconnect. And then right. the other thing I didn't say before, which I meant to is I always felt like an alien. I always felt like I am not from here. Mm-hmm. I'm from somewhere else. And I could, I could perceive the way, you know, people believed about, you know, why are we all here? Yeah. Um, I had a totally different version of that, right? Like wow. my, when I was 12 years old, Therese, it was crazy. I remember one of my mem- very strong memories yeah. was having a conversation with my dad. And I said, yeah, because we were talking about religion because I wasn't raised with any mm-hmm. particular religion. And so my dad and I were talking about religion because all my friends were going to church and mm. things. And I went, I don't really, that doesn't really resonate. And I didn't say resonate at 12 years old. (laughs) I don't believe that. That doesn't make sense to me. All of this religion stuff and whatever basics I knew, I didn't know a lot. Uh Um, But I said, what makes more sense is that we were dropped off here by aliens. (laughs) Just in this big experiment. (laughs) At 12. At 12, you said this. Exactly. So I'm sitting here going now, many years later, like, hmm. That's more close to the truth that I yeah. see. Yeah. Is that, you know, is anybody actually from here? Right. Our consciousness has come into this body. Yeah. Wow. Where are we really from? So right? what a what a challenge to live with that level from age 12, that level of soul knowing and wisdom, and then try to fit in to be a teenager. I can imagine that was <laughs> Yeehaw. Anywho. <laughs> We can just let our minds wander on the on the shit show of that. So, so how did you, Corey? When was like, like, were there times when you could say that was one of the first times, besides the parking fairies, that you were like, "Whoa, I stumbled onto something." Like, like I just want to hear the journey, how you began to understand. Oh, there's there's there are the D's, there's the four, then the five. Like, like, just tell us that journey. Yeah, I didn't get the 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 dimensions of the consciousness okay. the, until in the last probably three or four years. Mm-hmm. But the the big thing for me was the driver was I knew that things could work for me. And I, my lens is more attuned to the magic. Like I wanted the manifestation. I yeah. wanted the magic yeah. or then I wanted the hustle and yes. the making things happen in that sort of direction, because I had tried that and failed so miserably. So mm-hmm. when, when I, it, it was, it was interesting with my journey it was very mental for a long time. I was trying to get it. I was trying to learn it. I was trying to do it the right way. And that part really didn't work. I had to get very curious. And it was when I switched from the, the lens and the more identity of, I need to get this right. I, if I'm not right, there's something wrong with me. I'm mm. too vulnerable if I'm not right yeah. to um, being curious. Okay. Give us an example of that, like elaborate on that a little bit. So the being right was like, oh, I get this. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to apply this. That's a hustle stuff, right? Yeah. Right. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> where there's zero vulnerability whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just a big fear of being wrong. And if you're wrong, then you're, you're wrong and you're judgeable. And then that just crumbles the identity. Right. So I went, all right, well, what if I could be curious and engage? So curiosity, what I realized is an engagement energy. So when you're curious, you're wondering, you know, mm-hmm. kids are very curious. They're figuring everything out. They're exploring everything. Yeah. They don't have fear. Right. right. So they don't have wrongness either. So uh-huh. they're just like, uh-huh. hi, what's going on? Let me uh-huh. experiment with this. Yeah. So the, the curiosity and also that experiment, let me just try something actually freed me from this box that I had created of my identity of, I, I don't fit in here. I don't belong yeah. here. I can't get things right. So I've got to tr- keep trying. And it just created this really tiny box mm. for me of, okay, mm-hmm. I have to be right. I have to know things. So instead I went, what if I don't know anything? What if, <laughs> what, I mean, that's still on a daily basis. I think, oh, maybe I, maybe I do know this. I'm like, what if I don't know anything? And what if I could play with this? What if I could ask a question about this? So then I stumbled upon some work that, uh, that showed me how to ask questions, mm-hmm. generative questions, mm-hmm. right? And not really looking for an answer, but being able to open myself to awareness, intuition. That was a pivotal moment. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was a moment or a, a gradual sort of yeah. like actually let go of this identity that wants to be so right and is so afraid of being wrong yeah. to, oh, wow, I can actually be curious and there's no, there's no danger here. Wow. So how did that change your life when you, when you shifted? And when I <laughs> changed everything, because what I realized is whatever that lens was of being right and avoiding being wrong, mm-hmm. right? was keeping me from all of the magic. So when it clicked and one of the, I remember one of the times it clicked, I was, oh my gosh, I was in my apartment, um, totally uh, broke. I had no money. I was about hundred thousand dollars in debt at that time. And because I was running a business, I had, I had taken risks to be an entrepreneur and it wasn't working. I wasn't able to sell. But it seemed like on paper, it seemed like I should have a very mm-hmm. thriving business. But I had so much poverty consciousness going on in my world that it was just sucking any money yeah. out, of, out of my, it was pushing it all away. And so I was sitting there, my power went out <laughs> oh, and I had no power, no internet, nothing. So I was just sitting there with myself and a friend of mine had left this book and it was about magic. And I, and I so I was like, what am I supposed to do right now? Because I was so addicted to doing yes, yeah, sure. things. And at that point I was working 60 to 70 hours a week on my own business, not making very much money at all. Wow. And I, so I was, so I was like panicked. So like, what am I supposed to do right now? Mm-hmm. And I went and I saw the book and I picked it up and I was like, all right, I'll read you. And so I read it. And one of the first things was talking about the curiosity and how it opens you to the mm. magic. And when you're curious, that's when your awareness opens. So I said, Oh my gosh. What if I can start asking questions? Mm-hmm. And I started with what else is possible here? Mm-hmm. So in this sort of dark moment that I was having of going I, I don't know where this is going. I knew it was possible, but I right. felt like I was completely right. buried. Mm-hmm. So I went, you know, what else is actually possible here? And then I felt that in that moment I felt the energy lighten and I went, wow. Oh, that just did something. Ooh, that did something. And I think yeah. that was one thing that I did that really helped me was I noticed when the energy would change. Mm-hmm. Okay, so gang, listen to this. <laughs> Ask the question because it might not it might not, you know, 
your power didn't come on and your debt collectors didn't rip up their notes, right? Like, like things tangibly didn't shift, but the energy shifted. Exactly. And I 100%. feel like, like, you know, when we're in the three day, we're like, we'll do a call, get it done. And when we're in that looking for results immediately, it could be easy to miss the subtlety. So, cause, cause you're talking in the etheric and energetic world. And so talk about that. How do people begin to trust? Like you're so tuned in, but if somebody is newer to this, how would they trust? Like, okay, if I ask this question, what else is possible? And then what, what do they do? Like walk people through, like if you were going to give like a five minute little course on asking generative questions, like talk a little bit about that. Totally. So the first thing to do is notice your energy, especially if you're in a place where you're like, "Mm, this isn't really working or I don't feel good about myself or uh, frustrated or whatever. You just stop and go, okay, what else is possible? Not looking for an answer. And that's the key Mm. to looking looking for an answer Mm -hmm. and you're not looking for anything to change. You're just asking what else is possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you do that, it literally goes, it takes your awareness and goes, ah, what else is possible? And that's when you actually connect with or or one way that you can connect with the potentials Mm -hmm. that are available for you. I also like the question, what else is available here? Because available actually means it's available. You're actually asking, hey, what are are the immediate choices or immediate whatever that's available right now? So when I go, okay, what else is available here? I go, oh. And then all of a sudden, either pay attention to the energy and then also pay attention to what naturally shows up in your mind. Right. What naturally, you don't have to force anything. Just what's that first thing that sort of shows up? And nothing might show up. And that's okay too, because you just opened a space. You go, okay, well, what else is possible? It just, it's like notice, ask, yeah. open yourself, and then notice. I think that's the, the key to all of it. We want so badly to make something happen, like you yeah. said, we want so, so badly for the external to change. But like Joe Dispenza's work, Dr. Joe. Mm-hmm studied deeply. And he talks about how it's all your, your internal reality is, is what's real, right? So everything that's showing up on the external is actually a reflection of your internal frequency. So, and that's a very long, deep conversation about all of it, but internal is what matters the most, not external, but we've all been convinced in this reality. And this is what traps you in the 3d. The external is what is the most significant. The external is meaningful. The external Mm -hmm. is what's telling you you're getting result. And that's what we're programmed to look at, right? We're we're not programmed to go inside. So yeah. Yeah. So going to the inside and to tune into your energy and you start paying attention to that, that's where everything starts to shift because your attention is no longer on the external manifestation, the physical Mm -hmm. manifestation of your reality. It's now on the creator, the energy system of the external reality. So you're going to the, where you need to be going in terms of the energy. That is deep. So, you know, I'll share a personal story with you. Um, I was on Corey's podcast and it was a, what do you call it? Life audit. Is it, what do you call it? Energetic life, energetic life audit. So I came and I said, I got nothing. I, I've had such a strange year. I've, I've just stopped everything. I've just shut down all my marketing. I'm doing nothing. And so I don't want strategies. I don't even remember what I said, but I, I just wanted to have any um, blocks, unconscious blocks. That was my goal. Like, you know, work your magic, shift my unconscious blocks. And so when you did your stuff with me, it was, it was this very simple questioning process. And I, you know, and I had no agenda for marketing. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do anything for a couple months. No, 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 no. 
And literally we're on the, the, our podcast, we hang up and I'm like, okay, I have the name for the mastermind. I've got the price. I've got boom, boom, boom. It dropped because I wasn't looking for it. And I think you use the word allowance. Is that your word? Like, 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 and so I was just, are you like, talk about how you talk about um, lining up to a new timeline. I think that's language that people might not understand. And so what you said to me is cool. You just opened a possibility of a new timeline. So just speak about that. Cause having experienced it, it's very fucking cool. And it's very fast. And it's really like, wow, <laughs> there's no mentors formula. I have to follow what? Like it all just came because I was an allowance of the possibility of it when I wasn't even looking. So once you talk about the timeline piece, that's pretty magical. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, first, what I love about what we did in that session yeah. was, and by the way, it is available on my podcast. So maybe you can link it on there. Yes, I will. I can listen to it because it was so beautiful. Um, because Therese was really in this the space she was just talking about, mm-hmm. but because you weren't, didn't have an agenda. And that's like the biggest thing. We're so taught, have an agenda, have, yeah. know what you want and all that stuff. Right. Sometimes, especially when you're in the spaces of not knowing and you're like, I don't know, maybe there's something totally different available. Right. You open to it. And then having somebody you know, be in this space mm-hmm. of, Hey, I'm, I'm here for you asking you specific questions allows you to pay attention in a different way that sometimes you can't get to yourself. Right. Absolutely. Right. right? Because we're trying, we're figuring it out from this space, but you have somebody else come and it's like, Oh, look at, Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff over there too. Have yeah. you seen that? <laughs> oh, I didn't Apparently not. Look over there. <laughs> right. 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 It, it, it's everything is so simple. We make it very hard and very tunnel vision yes. um, with how we often as you know, in these human bodies and these lives function. So timelines, Every moment we have choices, every single moment of every single day, we have so many choices. You can't even count them. And you can choose to drink the water, choose not to drink the water, choose to say yes to the podcast, not choose to go for a walk or not choose. All of your choices are creating your body, your reality, your energy system, your mindset, what's showing up on the, in the physical reality, all of it. So the timelines, sometimes we are sort of stuck in a timeline and the choices are kind of all in sort of one theme or one highway. If you're going mm. to like going from Colorado to New York, maybe there's one sort of way you always go every time you go. I used to do that. Actually, we used to drive from Denver to Austin, Texas. Uh-huh. And every year we'd go and we'd go the same route and stay in the same hotel. Uh-huh. It was the same thing every time there was no deviation because we knew it and that was the way it was, yes, yes. right? So this is the way we live our lives. We get up right. in the morning, we sort of do the same thing. We struggle with the same things. We have the same energy. So when we switch timelines, it's basically when we're choosing something different and also have a different energy about it, right? So for example, um, we'll just say New Year's resolutions, right? Okay. Everybody goes, oh, I have a New Year's resolution. I'm starting the year off. I'm going to do something different. And you know, some people do the different thing. It changes their life. And then some people, I know I always had this with weight loss. I'm going to start off the new year and here's yeah, my yeah. crazy workout plan and my right. diet where I'm going to eat 17 calories or whatever. <laughs> something ridiculous, something completely unachievable. So mm-hmm. when we do stuff like that, we're setting ourselves up to actually stay on the same timeline mm-hmm. because it's not actually something we're going to follow through with. So when we start changing timelines, we go, all right, where is it that we're really naturally guided to go. And we might not have words for it. We might just say it's different than what, where I'm going right now. If I continue 
to choose the same things I'm choosing, where am I going to be in a year, two mm-hmm. years, five years? Right. And oftentimes right. when I ask people that question, it's like, I'm going to be in the same, same feelings, same, mm-hmm. same life, same version of me. But when you want to have a timeline upgrade, you go, all right, so what do I really, what would I really like to have? Right. And we go, okay, how about in just a year? Not even five years. Cause when I go, I don't know about you, when I go five oh, years, 10 years. Two. Yeah, it falls off. The world falls off there. <laughs> there's, there's too many timelines. Yeah, exactly. So I go, okay, so just a year, like because we can like in one year from today, what would you like your life to be like if you had like the your best year yet? So we start tuning into that. The minute you say, ooh, that and that and that, that means it's available. Why? Nice. We're living in a holographic, quantum, energetic reality here. If you can perceive it energetically or see it visually or tune into it, tap into it, experience it, mm-hmm. then it's real. It already exists. Right. So right. it's the timeline, the t- like hopping on that timeline is really about becoming and being that version of you mm. that has already accomplished that or who are already living that life. Mm. That is really nice. It's, nice. Instead of being the version of you who's on this timeline. So the version of you might set unrealistic goals over here, mm. but the version of you over here sets very realistic goals that you're like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. And start shifting your identity that leads you in a completely different direction in life. So one timeline is, let's say you're a business owner and you're like, God, I'm not making enough money. And then you get, you kick into the hustle, shame, not enough work, 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 mind fuck thing. The other timeline, and that's still, that could be a true. They say you're still not making money. The other timeline could be how, how, how does it feel that I've made all this money, right? Like you just energetically bring up the feeling and begin to paint the picture. Like what else would you say about that? Yeah, well, mostly, especially entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Entrepreneurs have the vision. Mm-hmm. There's reasons. There's reasons why we all have started businesses. Right. And in whatever the reasons are, whether it's you want to freedom from the corporate world, you want to be able to make plenty of money, you want to do what you love, whatever those reasons are, um, you, 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 you have reasons, you have your why, right? So your why is connected to a, a timeline. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that why, especially if you're, you're like, I'm hustling, we're overworking and, and frustrated. But the reason I started my business is because I wanted freedom. Then <laughs> your timeline you're on is not the timeline that you exactly. set your business up to create. So your identity and how you're functioning has to shift. Everybody always thinks, oh, it's what I'm doing. It's the wrong strategy. It's the right. not, I'm, I'm the wrong people or whatever they want to change there, or we just need to work harder. It's usually not that. It's usually how you're being, who you're being, mm-hmm. and how you're seeing everything that will allow you to, to jump on a, the timeline that's actually more congruent for you. And one of, the re- one of the things that people don't talk about is, when you're on an incongruent timeline or when you're, when you're being a version of you that um, is heavier or more frustrated or yeah. all of that that we're talking about, that is the indicator, not that something's wrong like I thought for so long. Like I'm there, if I'm so frustrated, there must be something wrong with me or what oh, I'm doing, Yeah, <laughs> right? It's not that. It's actually that there's either perspectives or ways of being or ways of thinking about yourself, like beliefs about yourself that are incongruent mm-hmm. to what is actually possible. Mm, I like that. I like that. 
Yeah. So the reconciliation of that allows you to create what you know is possible from a different identity. I love that. Different version of you. You know, when you had me on the podcast, because I had had, you know, I had the surgery and injury and the COVID and the, and the year from hell, basically. And I, I know you had yours as well at some points, but I really love the frame around very often when you're ready to upgrade up level, shit breaks down, you're thrown on your back, stuff stops working. And so can you feed that into a little bit? Because I know you talked about your little discontent and that's an opportunity, but what if stuff literally is stopping you? So talk about that. Cause I think people don't know that and they can make themselves wrong or feel very victimized. Oh, for sure. So, so in that you said, like for you, the, the, you broke, you broke your wrist and the surgery and then COVID. And then for me, it was burnout. Yeah. Right. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like some people get sick. Some people right. have blows up in their relationships. Like things just stop you in your tracks that are saying, that, well, the question to ask or question I love to ask is, is what, it, what is this really? Because oh, we want to look at the external problem and say, oh, well, I broke my wrist and there was an right, accident. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Is it, does it any more meaningful? Well, 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah. it is. Especially if there's multiple things that are, mm-hmm. that are going on or longer term, like you, even with the, the surgery and then being out and, and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Right. So when we start having these big life, I call them universal rearranges. And the first, the first time I noticed this was, it was actually my last corporate job where oh. I did, I was, I was doing, <laughs> I was in event management. I created this amazing event for a nonprofit around breast cancer. It was amazing. I really liked it. And then I started going, Oh, I kind of don't really feel like I'm going to be here again. And I didn't know I was intuitive at this time. I didn't know how oh, psychic I okay. really was. Yeah. And I also didn't know how much in the future I was. So I'm usually six months to 12 months in the future mm-hmm. uh, with my awarenesses. So I just was like, I don't really feel like I'm going to do another one of these, but I had no idea that was my intuition. So anyway, a few months later, I get fired. I literally get let go for, I have no idea why. And I'm sitting in this wow. office with my boss and the executive director, and they bring me in. They wrote me up 30 days before, but I was like, it was six pages of stuff. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I was like, what is all of this? I, I just did a really great job. Like you're praising me. You're giving me a raise. Right, you're right. asking me to speak with all of the other coordinators. And, and now I'm getting written up with six pages of stuff. Like that doesn't make, that doesn't compute. Yes. So I didn't really think much of it. Right. Cause it was like, how does this even happen? 30 days later, they brought me in the office and they're sitting there and they're like, all right, we're going to terminate you. And I went, what? Oh. Well, it's like, why? <laughs> Perform- this is how they said it. This is how I remember it. Performance. And I was like, well, that sounds like a, a robot. <laughs> and I was like, can you say any more about that? I'm, I'm confused. And yeah. I said, performance. Oh my and I God. was like, I was like, okay something's not right here. So obviously I'm getting fired. Yes. I went, okay. All right. Got my stuff left. And, uh, it was, I think that next week, my lower back went completely out. I was bedridden for two weeks. Wow. But so a lot of time to think. And I went, huh, what was that? Mm-hmm. And I had no money. It's not like, I mean, it was a, it was a nonprofit job, so we didn't make yeah. that much money at all. Um, they did give me like $2,500 to see you later. <laughs> I have no idea why uh-huh. that was pretty cool though. And I sat there going, what the heck was that? That was the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. And 
again, I didn't, I didn't even start taking intuition classes or anything until um, after that happened. The, what came through was this was a universal rearrange. You couldn't, you couldn't be timeline anymore. You had to fluffing around Corey in that world. You have to go in this direction. Do your work. Yeah. You're not going to pay attention or see it on your own. We're going to help you. So that was my universal rearrange out of, uh, say corporate America. Mm -hmm. And that led me to obviously what I'm doing now. So Mm. the universe, I say, I just call it the universe because that's my relationship with it. But it's really, I think it's really you, your future self going, hey, you can't go that way anymore. If you are going over here, you can't go that way anymore. Because the thing is, my biggest dreams were to be location independent. My biggest dreams Mm. were to be able to make as much money as I wanted. My biggest dreams were to make a difference in a way that was fun and satisfying for me. Right. And um, now I live in Australia. I can live anywhere in the world. I live Mm. in one of the most popular places in Australia, like holiday places. Mm-hmm. And I get to do what I love every day. Mm-hmm. So going on that timeline at the nonprofit, making like $26,000 a year <laughs> was not going to get me the life that I really dreamed of having. So something had to change at some point. That's exquisite. And, and it took trust and surrender because a lot of people wouldn't get it. They would have stayed either in victim mode. They would have just gotten another $26,000 job. So, so I love that, that you just used that, you old soul, you, you had a knowing that you were supposed to do something else. So if, if somebody is listening to you going, holy, holy shit, this woman is so cool. I want more of her. Where do they find you? Oh, that would be so fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, meet Michelle.com forward slash 5D. And that has just my link list. So you can see okay, whatever perfect. the current offerings are. You can go to my podcast. Um, and there's a few other things on there as well. Perfect. So I've got a free masterclass and a few other things. So yeah, fabulous. Corey's a, Corey's a brilliant teacher and you give a lot, like you, I'm, I'm stunned at how much content you give. Your podcast is great. Your teaching is great. So oof, as we wrap up, is there anything, anything else that wants to be said? Any other words of wisdom or just anything else? Yeah. Um, I think what I would say, especially pertaining to this conversation is if you feel like you're different mm-hmm. and you've, you've sort of, and things either aren't working anymore or never really worked to a way that you're right. fully satisfied and delighted with the way your life is working with your every area, your relationships, business, money, all the things, then what if you actually are different? And that's the brilliance of you. But if accessing that is actually where your magic is, where your life will work yeah. 10 times, 100 times better. That's what my question is. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> if you're just listening, I'm like, I'm kind of flailing, I'm flopping in my seat here. Because, you know, so many of us have tried so long to fit in, to be something and just own the shit out of your goofy, whatever you are, right? Like, like, like just whoever you are, that's the divine design. And I love, love, love that you are leading the pack of, of just modeling how to live life on your terms and showing people what's possible for them to do it in their way. So you're kind of like the cool unmentor. You're an unguru, right? You don't, you don't, you don't do the whole guru worship thing. And that's what I love about you. You're so real and so empowering. So what a fun convo, my friend. 
Thank you so much for that. This has been so much fun. I hope it's been a contribution and might inspire some more magic in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So meet CoreyMichelle.com and make sure you follow her. All right. Peace and blessings, gang. Bye now. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.